This is Bad Gamers Anonymous, a podcast dedicated to helping gamers not suck. Their two-step program of sack up and get good can help even the worst of gamers just be bad. Garrick and Crowley review the latest titles and discuss the latest news and issues. Here are your hosts, Bad Gamer Garrick and Bad Gamer Crowley. Get good, scrubs. Yes, welcome to another episode of Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am your host, Mr. Crowley. Uh, and joining me this week, as he has done several weeks in a row now, it is the peanut butter to my uh, toe jam. I don't even know where I'm going with these anymore. It, it, it's uh, it's Garrick. Garrick, Word welcome to the show. of the day from Dictionary.com is Cozeri. What does it mean, Garrick? Please enlighten us all. <laughs> Cozeri... Uh means an informal talk or chat, which is exactly what we're doing here. Uh, Garrick has driven me to drink, everybody. <laughs> I want you to remember all that. This is the day. Mark it down in history. It's an appropriate word of the day. That Garrick has driven Crowley to drink. Uh, so if you listened to last week's show, Garrick, I know you didn't, but if everybody else did, for mm-hmm. the limited amount of time that it was up, mm-hmm. you noticed that around the 34-minute mark... Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Crowley uh, apparently had some sort of aneurysm and was unable to edit any further. And the tracks got messed up and I hadn't saved it properly before exporting it into the format that I exported to to upload it to the interwebs. And so the last half of the episode was l- almost literally unlistenable because we were talking over each other. It was all kinds of messed up. So all I can do is apologize to the fine folks out there and promise that I will do my best to not be an idiot anymore. Well, now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, I, we both I blame know. myself for causing you to turn to drink. And if, if it wasn't for that, I'm sure it would have been fine. You know what? I, I will accept your apology on behalf of the people <laughs> and hope that they don't stone you. So let's just, <laughs> let's just, let's dive right in. We have a lot of stuff to cover this, this, this week. Uh, and, and again, like we do every week. I don't even know. It's not like there's a lot of games out. No, it, this is a very, very dead period. It's getting deader by the day. Deader by the day. I don't know what that means, but sure enough, it is getting deader by the day. Uh, so according to Destructoid.com, Amazon now lets you finance gaming PCs and PC parts at 0% interest. This is fantastic. This is fantastic. So if you're not a PC gamer, or even if you are a PC gamer and you need a new PC. This would be a good way to go. Amazon now has a monthly payment system for big ticket items that shifts payments across five months instead of all at once. So this is the example that that uh, Destructoid puts out is, for instance, there is now the option to purchase a $2,000 PC with five monthly payments of $400 rather than forking over two grand at the time of sale. The no interest is huge. Yeah. And I mean, it's locked into five months. So there's a lot of those like six months, no interest financing, but you always go into the seventh month and then all the interest stacks up from the original purchase, not what you have left. And it's just fishy. So I really, really appreciate Amazon being extremely upfront. You're locked to five months. This is your payment plan. Shut up. I love this. I love this. I love this. Yeah, this is this is a good plan here. Are the categories that this this covers the the applicable categories: uh, laptops, desktops, tablets, monitors, computers, com- computer components, drives and storage, memory, networking, and computer and tablet accessories. So all, even all your peripherals, you can get at four months, same as cash, is what they used to call it way back when I was young and in sales. It was. You, you, do you still hear this anymore? Twelve months, same as cash. No. Y- yes and no. It's not. I, it's 0% interest is what it is. Yeah. That's all it is. For all you millennials out there that don't get the reference, that's it. So there you go. I, this is great. I it, So if you're in even just computer components, if you need a new video card, if you need a new uh, hard drive, if you want an SSD, like this. So this is amazing. This is, this is good stuff coming from Amazon. But, of course, they're so big now that they're able to do this. Yeah, this is great. Um, I'm already looking at getting a new graphics card for my PC. Something, you know, like a, a 1070. Not a not a 1080 or TI because I can't afford that. But like a 1070, it's like 400 bucks. I can absolutely do $80, $90 a month over five months to pay it off. That's easy. <laughs> easy. Easy peasy. Easy Lemon peasy. Squeezy. 
Uh, let's move on to this next one, Garrick. Now, this was brought up on our Discord earlier in the week, I believe by Curtis. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and I had talked about this just briefly uh, at the end of last week's show. I think it was the day after, uh, and I had sent this to you, and I was like, dude, we need to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, a pro gamer dumped uh, a woman who has been uh, labeled the world's sexiest weather girl. Uh, 23-year-old uh, uh, <laughs> Douglas Phase Sensor Martin. I mean, like that's his that's his gamer tag. Phase with a Z sensor. Uh, he announced his decision to split from his girlfriend, Yannette Garcia, who is 26. So he's dating an older woman. And I'm looking at her picture now here on the dailywire.com. She's smoking hot. She is what do the kids say? She's a smoke show. Is that I is that the term? Don't think kids I think, say that. I think kids say that. You might want to look smoke that up. Show. I'm looking at an urban dictionary, smoke show, a word to describe someone so hot that you basically see the smoke coming off them. This is her. So that is true. Now, what you you described as being smoke one day, that's not at all the thing. Smoke show, what? this is the thing. Whatever. She's straight smoke. No, she's not smoke. <laughs> she's hot. She she's super hot. hot. She, she is, is smoke hot. show. Uh, he said, this is what he said. This I'm quoting from the Daily Caller. Uh, uh, Hank Barron. Barron is, his, is the gentleman who wrote this piece. Uh, he said, uh, this is the quote from Faye's censor. I don't have time for a girlfriend. I feel like everything started to change once she took uh, once she decided to take her job offer in Mexico City. Now, he did say that he was totally supportive, but his concentration needed to be on Call of Duty Why because he's under contract. Because this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard another male on this planet say. And I have heard, Garrick, in my... 42 years on this planet. Some very outrageous things that men have said. This is the dumbest. Above all, he stands atop the mountain of idiocy as king supreme idiot. You disagree? Yeah, absolutely. This guy's my hero. I love him. This and guy's I'm good on him. Hero. I'm going to no, start following him. You need him to explain this. You need to explain this. Please explain. Okay. So I, I don't know if I've already gone over this, but I, I think we did when we were going over our nostalgia games. But Final Fantasy XI, I broke up with a girlfriend because she, wouldn't, she was getting in the way of my game time. Couldn't have that. <laughs> Couldn't have that. Now, I, this, to me, that was a silly reason. You can make fun of me for that. Don't care. This guy was under contract. He was under contract before his girlfriend got the job. He has a job. He has a focus. He is working on it. And he, he talks about, you know, he has, he has all these other priorities in life as well. He has a house. He has... Um, his mortgage and renovations to take care of. So with his girlfriend moving to a completely different country, then I don't, I don't know. Is he from Mexico? I don't know. Does it matter where he's from? I Even still, like she, she basically, she moved away. So I don't he's care. already doing a long distance I don't relationship. Care. I would move. He's a pro gamer. Now, Garrick, I don't know if you realize this being the millennial that you are, but you can pretty much play video games from almost anywhere on the planet. Yes. Even from Mexico City. Sure, but how's the Wi-Fi? Let's, I don't let's get real. He already, explain look, he already owns a home. He's going to sell it. He could sell that. You know what? He could lease it. Does it matter? He could rent that thing out and follow Miss Smoke Show here anywhere she wants to go. Now, there, there's some other stuff as well. And I, this is the part that just in a general as a boyfriend, I wouldn't be supportive of. But during the World Cup, she allowed two commentators to kick her rear end for good luck before Mexico's match against Germany. I don't want these nasty ass commentators on whatever sports show this is touching my girlfriend in any way. Nah, nah. All right. So I appreciate you. Let me uh, appreciate you letting me have the opportunity to edit out that F bomb because we all know how editing works for Crowley uh, based on last week's episode, but you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. This woman is, I don't care. I don't care. She let him kick him in the. It's not like she was like, yeah, please fondle me before you go out and, you know and play in the That's World Cup. Just what is shown on TV? What do they do uh, behind the uh, the cameras? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. You still don't have a point. I do not concede this point. This is a stupid point. Whatever. This uh, is the same as anybody else who has a contract or a professional job who gets rid now, of, of their other because. <laughs> I their, want their to try to give line him. up. 
I want to give him the benefit of the doubt here. Okay. So according to the New York Post, quote, Martin has struggled this year, missing out on the first stage of Call of Duty World League before signing up with a different team that had secured a place in stage two to ensure he got there. Garcia has 6.5 million followers on Instagram, while Martin only has 1.5 million. On YouTube, however, he has 2.5 million subscribers to her 480,000. Now, I'm not sure what that last little bit has to do with the price of tea in China, as we used to say when I was a child. Uh, but uh, it it sounds like this guy is not that great of a gamer to begin with. He is he he missed out on stage one. He had to sign with a different team to make sure he went out on stage two. So look, <laughs> doesn't matter. Like I would have followed her. I would have been like, you know what, Call of Duty can suck it. I'm gonna follow my smoking hot girlfriend wherever she wants to go and pray that that I can be with her for the rest of my life. I don't know, man. Uh, as a strong independent male (laughs) i will not uproot myself for some woman not even the sexiest weather girl on the planet no in fact i'd be a little embarrassed (laughs) i would well you know what here's what i want this is what i would really like to have happen i would like all of our listeners no matter where you're at in the world i want you to email us at badgamerspodcast at gmail.com or join our Discord. There's a link in the show notes that never expires. And I want you to tell us what you would do if you were this gamer. Would you have dumped the sexiest weather girl on the planet to play video games professionally? I mean, I'll throw in the professionally. Or would you have done what this gentleman did? Uh, or, or, or done the opposite of what this gentleman did and and not broken up with her and and basically just been grateful for the opportunity to be with such a beautiful young woman. I think that he probably makes way more money than she ever will. I You know what? I don't think so. I think if she is a model, I don't know. I don't. I haven't She's looked at her. She's just a weather Insta- girl. She's not a model. Dude, she could be a model. She went around, She went to the World Cup. She's got to get be getting paid for something other than just being a weather girl, especially if she's got the title, the moniker, sexiest weather girl on the planet. Average 50,000 USD. What, for a weather person? Is that what you looked up? Yes. Okay. That I'm I'm fairly confident that Miss Smoke Show makes a little bit more than 50,000 a year. She has how many followers on Instagram? She has 6.5, it said. Okay. I think she makes a little bit more than 50000 a year. Eh. All right. Who knows? Let us know what you, the listener, think, because we're always curious as to what you, the listener, think. Uh, so let's move on to our last piece of news. This this, this will be our feel-good story of the week? I don't know. Sure. Okay. I, I don't know. This is what gaming culture should be. So for those of you who follow Final Fantasy fourteen, I am no, no longer one of them. Except you're the one who brought this to my attention. I did, because there are people on Twitter that I follow that still play the game. So Final Fantasy XIV has a fan fest every two years. I went to the first one four years ago, and I was there with that's where I met Bishop and Laxus and uh, uh, Bishop's wife, uh, Fluffy, and a couple of other people. And it was a good time. It's in Vegas. It's at the, it was at the Rio the first time. And it was a good show. It was a good time. It was a good show. It was it was packed, it was sold out. Uh, it was a pain in the butt to buy anything in their in their store, their their live store there. Uh, there there were good things and there were bad things, but overall it was a pretty good show. And they announced their first expansion, which wasn't really, you know, nobody was surprised by that. So two years later, we decided not to go, and this was two years ago. We decided not to go, uh, and we were we were going through adoption things and whatnot. So we decided not to go. But my wife and I were still playing the game, although we were slowing down uh, two years ago. Fast forward now two years uh, uh, later, and they've, they've done it again. They've got another fan fest. Or I'm sure they're going to announce another expansion. It's, it may be their last expansion. I don't know. Regardless, regardless, uh, every time Square Enix does these fan fests, it never really goes the way they want it to when it, in regards to selling tickets. Uh, and I think this is kind of universal. And I don't know why, because nobody should be surprised by the amount of interest in these types of events. 
geeks like to get together with other geeks. I don't, this isn't, this isn't news. It shouldn't shock anybody. So anytime, like I'll use Star Wars Celebration. Every time Star Wars Celebration sells tickets, not only do they sell out instantaneously, but all kinds of people are butthurt because the system never works as intended. People get left out. I was in a queue to get this. I was in a queue to get that. And I didn't get it. It is what it is. And you can you can you can lay it at the feet of the, the developer or you can lay it at the feet of who the developer hires to do this. And typically when Square Enix does this, I don't remember the company that they hire, but it's it's a company that has a poor reputation, very poor reputation. Uh, the same thing happened this time. These tickets sold out in a matter of minutes. It's a finite space. They can only allow X amount of people in. And they sold out in a matter of half an hour. Yeah. So somebody in the community, in the Final Fantasy XIV community, took it upon themselves. Their name is on Twitter, at RollenberryPie. That's R-O-L-A-N-B-E-R-R-Y-P-I-E. RollenberryPie. Which is a food in the game, from made from a fruit in the game, Rollenberry. I would imagine it tastes similar to cherry pie, but I don't know. You're really well, expounding on this. Rollenberries are fictional. Yeah, I, I, I am. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> this person took it on themselves. They're putting together their own fan fest at the Rio the same day that Final Fantasy XIV is having their fan fest. And they have a ton of interest. They have their own website uh, that I, I'll give out here. It's uh, if you just go to www.existenceisreasonable.com. Reasonable. It's a hard word to say. Uh, you can you can check it out there. Uh, it's called the Conventions Refrain Ultimate. Again, this is just something re- referencing inside the game. Uh, and they're being very transparent about how much it costs, what everyone's getting, the whole nine yards. And it's it's actually pretty cool. They're going to have, and this is actually with Square Enix's blessing, as long as they don't use any Square Enix copyrighted material. So no posters, no pictures, no any of that. But they're they're allowing them to stream the uh, the the fan fest, like all of the 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 uh, panels and whatnot. Allowing them to stream that, uh, and and they're going to have drinks. They're going to be open longer. Then the fan fest, they're going to be open past 11 o'clock. I believe they've got three drinks. Uh, and I want to see if I can't find them somewhere. Maybe it was on her Twitter timeline. I think it was on her Twitter because I'm looking at the website and it just says they're they're planning on designing the drinks after the Final Fantasy Cafe drinks. Yeah, here they are. So they're going to have one called Cure, one called Dive Bomb, and one called Dragon's Song Dive. I want uh, Dive Bomb. Right. So and they're included with any with the entry. So I don't know how much it's going to cost. I was looking, here we go, $45 plus. Is that what it says? So the usual lunch catering uh, here is at least $60, trying to secure a quote on gigantic pizzas. I don't I don't know. But I mean, this is pretty cool, right? She, she went out, I'm assuming it's a she. Might be a he. Might be a he and a she. I don't know. Uh, one ticket. Uh, one, oh, so here's the option. Uh, registration presale option one with a drink ticket is $25. Uh, two drink tickets is $35, and they have it listed both in Japanese and in English. So I think that's pretty cool. Garrick, do you have anything to add to this? Now nope. that I have expounded on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not really. I think it's a really cool thing um, for somebody to do because, yeah, it sells out super fast for all these fan events. Um, they're trying to get the actual ultimate, uh, ultimate challenge into the room as well so that teams can go in and try to clear it and they'll have special t-shirts but that hasn't been confirmed yet that's kind of up to square enix this is not officially endorsed by square enix but they kind of have their blessing so to speak yeah uh you can even request a name tag a transparent badge Mm -hmm. and they've got a picture of it here on the website looks pretty cool i mean this is all fan made this is all fan put together it has nothing to do with square enix so good on them. I I don't like for me, and I've said this in the Cantina Cast Discord, God only knows how many times. But we're going to celebration in Chicago, or I'm going to celebration in Chicago in April. And uh it's gonna be a good time. And the tickets, you know, they're not cheap, plus the hotel, it's not cheap, but I'm not I've told everybody I'm not going for celebration per se. I'm just going to hang out. 
I want to I want to see my friends that I've talked to on here. I want to see Jonesy. I want to see uh, Albert. I want to see Mike. I want to hang out with Cab, who's from our Discord as well. He's going to be there and his brother. Uh, so I want to hang out with these people. I want to hang out with these folks and get to know them. I think I, I'm not sure if Imperial Moonwalker is going to be there or not. But I want to. For me, gaming is social. We've talked about this. It's a social. It's a social thing for me. And so, you know, good on them for putting together something when, you know, Square Enix couldn't fit everybody in for whether, you know, their fault or or whoever. It is what it is. And these people, instead of complaining and whining, said, what can we do about it? So I think that's a good lesson for gamers. Don't complain and whine. Figure out what you can do about it. Unless you have wine and then complain with wine. Garrick's Gregarious Games. So, first up on Garrick's Gregarious Games, I want to talk more No Man's Sky. I've gotten some a uh, lot of game time in the next update, and I'm really liking it so far. They've completely changed this game. It is an entirely new game with the same mechanics, which may not <laughs> sound like the same game, but it is. Or a different game, rather. Um, it's got me hooked again. Uh, I, I'm absolutely loving it. It's such a chillax game, just going around exploring things. They've added a lot more kind of customization options, being able to go and mess with your character. I didn't know that you could actually change them to be all the other races. They even added in some new races for you to turn your character into. And you can do that as soon as you hit up one of the little base stations floating around in the solar system. Um, it does add a little bit of challenge in some areas though like getting blueprints for things i have no idea how to find extra blueprints blueprints for housing or for vehicles like land rover type things on the world i don't know how to do any of this stuff i'm trying to search around and find blueprints and i, I don't know where to find them anymore so that part has been a little frustrating but i'm still having a lot of fun with the game so much so that my wife has gotten into it now, and she's extremely into No Man's Sky for the first time ever, which is really fun. So yeah, I'll probably give periodic updates on No Man's Sky and my journey. Because through everybody it. cares. I care. I and care. that's all that really matters. And that's all that matters, because I don't care about anyone else. Next, <laughs> Xbox Games for Gold for August has been announced. Now, normally I don't care. However, there's some good ones coming out. First up, we're getting Dead Space 3. I think I've already gotten Dead Space 1 and 2 from Games for Gold, so I'm just filling out the trilogy now. It's great. So maybe I'll actually go on Xbox and play all three of them, even though I'm really bad at horror games. Next, we got Forza is it because, Horizon Wait, 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 wait. Before you move on, is it because you're scared? It, uh, yeah, I'm a big scaredy cat. Okay. Big old right, You can move on now. I just wanted, okay. I just wanted okay. to clarify. Yeah, 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 for sure. Anytime. Um, next, Forza Horizon 2, one of my favorite racing games of all time. Uh, I loved Forza Horizon 3, but I think 2 is still better. Um, and then For Honor, surprisingly enough, this is... Not a good game. Sooner than I expected for it. You know what? It's not a great game, but I still no. think it's a good game. It's not a good game. Bishop and I played this last February. It's not good. I, I liked it there they have addressed some issues with it for issues? example they've they've added uh uh dedicated server support for it so it's not clients or it's uh yeah it's not client side it's server side now so you have a lot less latency and and lag inputs which is really nice for the multiplayer but i really just when i played this game i played it for the story and i got out everybody online was too good but i think that <laughs> Since it's been out for a year and a half now, they've done a lot of patching it up. They've done a lot of hot fixes. All uh, the character classes, I assume, are more balanced at least. So I'm excited to get back into this, learn the meta of the game, and actually try my hand at the multiplayer aspect. Plus, they just announced a new expansion coming out for it as well. So the game is still getting continued support. And there's some other game coming out for... Xbox in August, but I don't care what it is. Welcome to Crowley's Corner. Hey, big boy. Want to play some games? Yeah! Hey, big boys. Yeah, let's do this. You know what time it is. Uh, let's talk about NHL 19 Open Beta, which began on Thursday, I believe. 
I don't know. Thursday, Friday. I, I think so. My, yeah. Yeah. My days are running together. It doesn't matter. The bait is out. I think it, I'm not sure when it ends, but I hope not soon because I really like playing this. It took me a couple of days to get the download for it because I was so still wrapped up in Octopath Traveler, which to be honest, I still am. But today I downloaded it. I played with Jonesy Shiner and Star-Lord from our Bad Gamers Anonymous League. And we uh, we picked up right where we left off in NHL uh, 18, which was losing. So nothing has changed. We're still terrible. Um, but there are some there are some improvements to the game. There are also some things that I wish they would have left the same. But that's only because, you know, I suck at the game. Um one of the first things that I want to talk about about this is they, they, they've started calling NHL Chell. C-H-E-L. Chell. Why do they do this? Why? Because people like Garrick what? are just awful people. No. And by people like Garrick, I mean millennials. They have to shorten everything. It's not NHL. It's Chell. And it took me forever when you guys were talking about this in the Discord to be able to to wrap my head around why it's Chell. I'm like, there's no C in this acronym. It's NHL. Yeah. NHL. Chell. I realized that now it's it's at the end of the H. Right. Yeah. Which is a stupid, but whatever. I guess embrace the idiocy because it's not going anywhere. Uh there's a new there's a new mode one v one v one. I haven't I haven't touched it because I suck. Uh, but I know that uh, Jonesy and uh, Shiner uh, have really gone after it. I'm not sure how much Star-Lord has played in it, but those two have gone after it. Hardcore. Jonesy has actually won a couple of uh, diamonds. I don't even know. He's won stuff. I, it was funny. I logged on today, and everyone is like level six or above, except me, and I'm like level one. I'm like, I don't play for like two days, and you guys just absolutely have got a huge head start on me. Um, the open arenas. That's going to be a cool thing. Uh, the 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 things you can wear, the casual wear you can play. So it's like a beer league. It looks like a beer league uh, where you're just wearing parkas or hoodies or whatever you want to wear. And the names are still ridiculous. They are absolutely ridiculous. Somebody's running around as Vaggie McVadgerson. I'm not pointing any fingers at myself, but somebody is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what? Yeah. Can I, I be Dickie McDickerson? If you join our league, if you get NHL 19... You can be whatever you want. You can be NHL uh, Dickie McDickerson. I don't what care. If, what there, if I don't get NHL 19, but I just download the beta? You're still a Dickie McDickerson. Trust okay. me. Okay. Um, there is somebody. <laughs> here's the other thing. Like we've talked about this when we're when we're playing, the names that people choose, like Vaggie McVadgerson, are a little ridiculous. But there are some that are just downright offensive. Somebody had, and literally this was their name: Black Person N Word. That's not. It's not it's un- clever. It's uncreative. It's not, it's not. Just be. Just come on. Put something together. It's just yeah. terrible. It's absolutely terrible. So I don't. I wish EA would police that a little more. But like Blackie you know. McBlackerson would have been better. No, that's still terrible. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Just don't. Like you want to do sexual references. You want to do body parts. I don't care. But just leave race out. It's, or and politics. Leave that out of it too. Don't be Trumpy McTrumperson or Putin McPooterson or Killery. Don't be Killery. Just don't. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to if you want to play with us, uh, check out NHL 19 beta. Uh, send me a friend request on uh, PS4. It's Crowley 76. Uh, and then Shiner and Jonesy are on there, too. I think Jonesy's is Jonesy TX for Texas. And then Star-Lord is McCobra. McCobra. Cobra. Cobra Kai. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about, uh, Crowley's Corner, Lost on Mars, the Far Cry 5 DLC, which actually dropped last week. Again, I haven't got to play it very much because Octopath Traveler has sucked my will to live. We'll get into that here shortly. But this it's actually pretty fun. It's hilarious. Uh, I want to talk about the story real quick. Basically, your Herc's best friend. You know, we all know who Herc is, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Far Cry 3, Far Cry 4, Far Cry 5. Uh, <laughs> you're Herc's best friend and he says that he needs your help. He calls you, you're driving home with like diapers and a unicorn stuffed unicorn for your kid. And what? then you end, yeah. And you're driving home okay. and then you uh, end up on Mars. Okay. And it's hilarious because he's basically a, a floating head. Nice. Yeah. And he got sucked in by a sexy AI. Well, 
Wouldn't we? Uh, all? And wouldn't we all? Exactly. Uh, so it's hilarious. The gameplay, it's Far Cry 5, man. You're running around shooting things, except now you're shooting things with laser guns, which is awesome. I'm just going to say it's kind of awesome. Plus, you get there's like an alien element to it. So you're it's like biological. So you're using biological weapons against them as well. It's it's, it's pretty clever. It's well done. It's hilarious. I chuckled a few times. There's an R2-D2 uh, uh, reference in there. So if you if you haven't picked up the the season the uh, the season pass, pick that up. Or if you just want to play this, highly recommend it. Very hilarious. Herc's head may be the funniest thing in video games I've seen in a very, very long time. Nice. So yeah, this so, this is kind of the stuff I was waiting for. Um, based off of Far Cry Three Blood Dragon, where it went extremely silly and ridiculous. That's what I was kind of hoping all of these DLCs would be for Far Cry Five. So it's good to see that the Mars is living up to it. Without a doubt. It Excellent. is absolutely, yeah. It's it's Excellent. hilarious. All right. So with that, let's just jump right into the July game of the month for Bad Gamers Anonymous is none other than Octopath Traveler. Woo! An exclusive to the Nintendo Switch. That's right. The Nintendo Switch exclusive is a game of the month here at Bad Gamers Anonymous. Was Mario Aces? Tennis yep. Aces? Was yep. that this is the second, second month in a row? Yep. I don't know how I feel about this, Garrick. You know what? Welcome to the dark side. <sighs> Do we at least have cookies and free Wi Fi? We have cookies. We don't have free Wi Fi. You got to pay. Then I want to go back to hating Switch, but I can't because this game, man, this game is so amazing. So let's good. talk about the the unprecedented things that, that surround this game. Let's. So for the first time ever, they have sold out of this game and the publisher has taken to social media to apologize for them having sold out of the physical edition of the game. I've never seen once any publisher do this. They haven't done this just once. They have had to apologize twice Twice for this game selling out. They, They had a restock sold out too quickly, sold out within three hours, and they had to apologize again on the social medias for this. This is crazy. Now, we talked this. about this a little bit last week, but it's not cheap to make these little cartridges for the Nintendo Switch. It, it is not. They're proprietary, just like the NES and SNES and N64 cartridges. So you have to buy yours through Nintendo, and they're not cheap. It's a reason why you see the Nintendo games being $10 more than their PS4 or Xbox One counterparts. And this game was... Sixty nine ninety nine is that no fifty it was fifty nine just fifty nine ninety nine yeah yeah and it's made by Square Enix that's who put it out and uh, this game is so flipping good so good so good uh, so like look I I did some research I said this on the part of the show that you couldn't listen to I did some research and this is literally the first time that a developer or publisher has come out and apologized for not having enough physical copies to go around now yeah. you can still download this from the nintendo eShop. yeah part part of their initial apology was like i'm sorry we're, we're completely sold out we weren't expecting this much you guys can still download it though so right and it's so not like they you're put locked out, the, out of it right and then they put out a second wave of physical copies and you still couldn't get one yeah now we talked about this last week and i don't i don't know how much time i want to spend on it this week but pre-ordering is a thing. Now, I've said on this show quite famously that pre-ordering is kind of stupid unless you're getting something out of it. And for games like this, what you're getting out of it is knowing that you don't have to download it, knowing that you've got that physical copy. And if you pre-order it from the right places like Amazon, GameStop, you can get it the day that it releases. And if you get it from a place like GameStop or Best Buy or, or Target then you can go in that day and get it as soon as that store opens, as early as 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Where with Amazon, you're kind of stuck waiting until the, the post office delivers the game. Which, depending really on as well, live. sometimes Amazon has not been great on getting pre-orders to people. I still... uh, neither, is, neither is Best Buy. I want to I wanna throw that out there as well. Best Buy has, has been pretty terrible at that with myself. Done it twice in the last six months. So That sucks. Right. And it's always terrible when that happens because you're like, well, I can't just go buy another copy right now because I'm waiting on the copy I bought 
already and can't cancel it. Yeah. It's just the post office or FedEx or UPS or whoever just didn't deliver it. So pre-ordering is a thing. And that that's one of the advantages of pre-ordering. The other is sometimes you get early access. Sometimes you get cool stuff. Like, and I just want to quickly bring up Spider-Man. So I've been waiting, and so has uh, a couple. So have a, a couple other people been waiting for the uh, collector's edition to come back in mm-hmm. stock, available to pre-order. Well, we're we're what almost a month now away from this game. Forty days, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, from this game releasing, and the collector's edition pre-order is not back in stock. You cannot pre-order the collector's edition. Nowhere anywhere. to be found. Nope. So. You can kind of wait and see if there are any left floating around after like the day that it releases, like somebody cancels or whatever. It's just not worth it. I went ahead and I pre-ordered the digital deluxe edition today. Now, what do you get with the digital deluxe edition? You're like, oh, well, why didn't you just wait until until it released to get it? There's no reason to pre-order. You've said this on the show, Crowley. It's true. But if you pre-order the game and you get the digital deluxe edition, not only do you get the suits that everybody gets, you get an avatar for your PS4, you get, you're going to, they're going to give you a physical pin. I don't know how this works, but there's a physical custom pin, Spider-Man pin that they're going to send you, uh, that you get that. You also get three chapters that will, that are guaranteed to be uh, DLC by March of 2019 which is going to have, add more content to the game. So you're guaranteed to get that. Uh, and then you get the same crap everybody else gets. <laughs> so I went ahead and I did it. I pulled the trigger on that today. And, you know, just full disclosure, I, I might even pre-order NHL 19. But I think you get three days early access for NHL 19 if you pre-order it. For for the ones I've seen for like NHL and NBA and stuff like that, if you pre-order the deluxe edition, yes, you get it early. Well, then I don't know if I'll do that because I don't know if I want the deluxe edition. It's I don't want to spend the extra money. Yeah, it's like twenty extra bucks, and you get it like three or four days early. So if you want a physical copy of a game, like a sp- like here's the thing: I think this Octopath Traveler kind of took Square Enix and Nintendo by storm. I don't know why. But they were not expecting the reception that this game got. Mm-hmm. I This game wasn't even on my radar, Garrick, until you brought it up to me and you said, hey, you need to download this beta and you need to play this game. You're welcome. Thank you. And you're, <laughs> you were right. I mean, like, I give you credit here. I don't give you credit for a lot of things. I was right. One time. One time. I mean, fair enough. I mean, t- just, yeah, just take it. Just, <laughs> just, just take the one time. Uh, it, it, this game is amazing. It's so good. It hits you right in the nostalgia. And we all, we've talked about this before on the show. Nostalgia is a big thing. It's probably going to continue to be a big thing until I'm too old to remember what the word nostalgia means. Don't worry. So it, I'll remind you. Thanks, buddy. So it, 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 uh, this game is, let's just talk about this game. Now this game, I want to immediately put out there. This game is retro. Yes. In the very truest sense of the word retro, this game is retro. You said you said what? 16-bit? Is that what you think it is? I yeah, I think it's 16-bit graphics. 16-bit. Now, the water looks amazing. Yes. So it's, that's not 16-bit graphics. The the set pieces are made to look like they're 16-bit, but the water gives it away that they're not. Mm-hmm. The water gives it away that these are up-to-date set pieces just designed to look a certain way the water looks very good the graphics are crisp they're clear they're just 16 bit <laughs> like that's just that's all there is to it um the other the other thing is is that this game is it deviates from what especially in retro terms what square enix is known for what square soft back in the day was known for besides just their epic stories they were also known for their full motion videos their fmvs if you will of of Bahamut or of Ifrit or of whatever other primal you can think of in the Final Fantasy universe, these these videos would be amazing. The cinematics, I believe, is what they call them in modern times. It uh, they they something to behold. This game holds none of that. Has none of it. It is straight up retro graphics from beginning 
to end. There are no full motion videos. There are no cinematic sequences. It's just straight up gameplay. Let's just talk about then. Let's just dive in. How far are you into this game, Garrick? Um, I'm about 35 hours in now. 35 hours in. Yeah. I am. I am I'm almost 48 hours in. Nice. So I've done everybody's chapter two and I'm working on my protagonist chapter three now. I have done everyone's chapter two uh, and I have finished one person's chapter three. I'm saving my protagonist for, for the end. And I suppose we should probably talk about that as well. Uh, the protagonist in the game is a little bit different. So let's, let's start with the story. Okay. Right? Let, let's start with the story. The story revolves around eight different people who have eight different stories. Hence the title Octopath. There are eight, different paths oh, that you have to follow, right? That's I didn't what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking millennials. <laughs> so, no. And this, I, I love the story of the title of this game because it was called, it was first announced as Project Octopath Traveler. And everyone was like, that's a stupid name. And then when it came out, officially announced the name, it was just Octopath Traveler. We were like, well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I, just, I love that. <laughs> Right, that's a stupid name, but it totally makes sense. We, yeah, it's, we all just, like just it. Take now. off the project, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. Sounds yeah, good. no, yeah, it's it, that's what it is. It's straight up. It's eight. It's this is a Japanese role playing game mm -hmm. that follows eight different individuals uh, who have eight different jobs. Uh, the jobs are cleric, scholar, merchant, knight, noble dancer, apothecary, and thief. Oh, and hunter or huntress. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're, you're following Ophelia, uh, Cyrus, Tressa, um, Oberk, uh, the, uh, Primrose, Alfin, Therion, and Hanit, uh, mm -hmm. on, on their paths through whatever the name of this world is. And I don't remember the name of the world and I don't think it matters. Um, but it is, it, it is a classic J Japanese role-playing game. It is in depth. It is turn-based and it is, you you really have to think with some of these bosses four five, six moves ahead, because if you don't, you're going to get rolled. You're and I'm actually in a, in, in, in a chapter three story now for, it doesn't matter which one it's for, but I'm getting rolled. I cannot get past this boss for the life of me. It is a boss that poison poisons you after every, like every move. It's ridiculous. It is the most ridiculously hard boss I've ever fought in my life, and I can't get uh, through this. Um, so that's that's the story. Let's talk about the soundtrack. Ah, Let's talk about the so music. Good. Garrick, what do you think of the soundtrack besides being so good? <laughs> um, I, I absolutely love it. It's some of the most orchestral, uh, mo most beautiful video game music I've ever listened to. All the set pieces sound fantastic. All the battle pieces are very reminiscent of old Final Fantasy games. Um, it just it, it it brings me back. You know, it's, it's nostalgic, nostalgic, like you're saying. Um, it's just got a very familiar vibe to it. And the the voice acting, however, not so good. <laughs> no. But all all no. the other sounds and music sound effects are great. Well, I I think we should probably quantify that the the american the english voice acting is atrocious it's terrible yeah. it is absolutely abysmal now the japanese voice acting on the other hand is actually really really good and it's, it's really good. some of the voice actors are actually anime voice actors so it's it's expected to be good over there here in america they don't seem to care and i don't know why which is sad because i hate reading reading text in a game. I've said this. It's 2018. I don't want to read, but in this case, I'm okay with it for two reasons. <laughs> Number one, the American voiceovers are, are just terrible. Number two, it, 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 like I said, this game hits you in this, in the nostalgia, it hits you right there. And so I'm okay. Going back to that, going back to that final fantasy seven, which is what this game reminds me of sans FMVs. It, the, the stories are epic. The storylines are great. Even I, all of them. I don't. I, I don't think there's one. I mean, there's one that kind of starts slow, but once you get past that, the alchemist. Yeah, the alchemist. Uh, or no, the apothecary. Uh, Alfin. 
whatever. Once you get past that, I mean, the story is actually really good. And so I, I, I like it. I like it a lot um, as far as the, the Japanese and the reading goes, because like I said, it just reminds me of Final Fantasy VII. So the protagonist, I, when, you, when you pick your protagonist, they do it a little bit differently. You, you pick it. It's not like there's a, you know, a cloud strife. Yeah. It, there's a you pick your protagonist. It's whoever you want to start with. That's your protagonist. And you can't get them out of your party until you finish their chapter three story. So Is they're forever there. Chapter three? No, maybe it's the... How many chapters are there? I don't know. You have to completely finish their story. I don't know... I thought there were only three chapters. Why am I thinking there are only three chapters? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Because I'm literally the highest character I have, my protagonist, which is Hanit the Huntress. Uh, she's level 49. So just if 99 is the highest level, and let's just pretend that 70, 75 is where you can finish the game. Holy crap. Yeah, it might <laughs> it, it might be chapter three is the end. I thought there I was know. a fourth I don't know. Maybe there is. I don't know. But there are also, there are dungeons in this game, uh, end game dungeons, that once you complete the story, you can go through. And you were saying that nobody's been able to complete these yet? The the reviewers, so when this game first came out, none of the reviewers said they were able to do any of those. In fact, some people didn't even bring them up because they couldn't find them. But some reviewers mentioned them. They were super high-level dungeons. I think they were level 50 dungeons. And they went in even more powerful than that couldn't do it couldn't do it at all um so i'm 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 sure people have gone through it now that it's been a few weeks out um i'm excited to get to that point where i can go in and decimate these dungeons because each one hides an advanced job class yes there are some there are four advanced job classes so yeah. i'm really looking forward to that but i don't know what the point is if if, if you finish the game why do you need these advanced job classes? Well, I, I think probably for somebody like me who once I beat the characters that I care about, I don't really want to go do anything else. I don't want to go level up these weak, puny, underlevel characters because you have to have them in your party fighting for them to get experience. And I really don't like that aspect. I, I wish I, I was just locked to four characters. I wish it was a, a quad path story. Well, that's a um, dumb name for a game, Quad Path Traveler. Or, you know, like, five-character party, Pendapath. Pendapath Traveler. I like alliteration. Um, <laughs> or that all eight characters earned experience, even if they're not in the party. That way I can swap between them on the fly and not feel like, you know, I made a poor decision at the beginning of the game because I stuck with these certain characters. And that's that's kind of what I'm running into now. I'm I'm wanting to go and experiment with some of these other characters, but they're so underleveled that I don't I don't feel like I can. It's just a waste of time to go back and do that. So yeah, for but me, that's what it was back in the day, right? You had to run around with each person in your party, and and you had to pop these these uh, instances where you'd go in and you'd fight things, and you'd have to get experience, and you'd have to get items, and you'd have to like well, that's this is. Sure, it's retro in every sense of the word. They didn't have that. eight different characters to swap in your party. Think back to Final Fantasy One, Two, Three, Four. You were locked in with a certain number of characters. You weren't constantly changing them out. In the case of Final Fantasy Three, you could have each character be different classes, and yes, you could level up the classes independently. But their main level didn't change, so their stats weren't affected that much. Just what kind of weapons they use. Well, um, you can get secondary jobs with each one of these. Yes, but even still, you have to go and earn job points in order to get the skills for it, which it is nice that none of the equipment is level locked or anything. So going in with these high-level characters, I am able to go in and buy these better weapons for these lower-level characters, go to these lower-level areas, and they will decimate everything. But still, that's more grinding I have to do. I don't want to do that. Yeah, this game is very grind-friendly. Very grindy. <laughs> uh so yeah let's talk about the gameplay let's talk about like so it's turn-based rpg like we said right yep yeah so there are elemental attacks physical attacks there then it's all based on your elemental defense your physical defense um you can summon some some characters you can you can summon uh other 
NPCs to help you. Uh, the Huntress can capture uh, beasts that you uh, fight and then unleash them on enemies. Um, and then there's also each each enemy has a, a number of shields or I don't even know defense points. I, I call them break points. There you go. Break points. So let's say it's six break points. The enemy is then going to have a weakness to one, two, three, or I think the most I've seen is four different attacks. Uh, I've seen and, him go up to like six or seven. Oh, I haven't. Uh, maybe, usually the maybe I have. bosses are usually that much. Yeah, the bosses are usually that much, I suppose. Um, so once you find out, and they all have question marks on them, uh, once you find out what they're weak to, every time you hit them with that attack, even if it's just a normal attack, it takes away that one point. And then if once you break their defense, they don't have a turn. Does that make sense? So for their next turn, they just are skipped. They're, they're unconscious. Yeah. So that's the mechanic to the game, and you have to figure that out, and then you have to manage healing your characters and using potions and items and and so, yeah, it's it, it can be uh, a chess match for some of these bosses. Absolutely. And if, so I, and that's what I really love. I, I love that it is not an easy game. Um, the tutorials are great. Like the first chapter is pretty much easy peasy. You can blow, breeze through it. They teach you how to play the game. They teach you the mechanics very well. And then uh, in chapter two, I, all hell breaks loose and yeah, you've really got to it ramps up hardcore in chapter two but that's what i really like about beginning this game is no matter which character you start off with even if you start with the healer they're made in such a way and their first chapter is built in such a way that all of their attacks completely feasible the boss is designed to be weak to a certain part of your attack every character has a damage dealing attack so it's not impossible to play with any character so let's 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 rate this. Let's rate this. Let's break it down as far as, um, you know, out of ten, Garrick, what are you giving this game? I'm gonna give it. Even though the, I absolutely love this game, uh, it's, it's gonna get a nine point five. Just shy. Just, just shy. Why? Um, because of what I already went over with the whole experience and grinding stuff, I don't want to go through all these different characters and level them all up. I'd rather just have them all party share experience or something else, anything else that doesn't require me to have to go back and grind with these characters. There are definitely going to be some stories, the apothecary being one of them, that I'm not going to go visit. I'm not going to do any of his stuff because I don't care about this character at all. I'm not invested in him. And so I'm sure as heck not going to go and try to grind and level him up. I don't care. In a time in gaming mm-hmm. where games typically last anywhere from 10 to 20 hours. It depends on the game you're playing. All the games I've played this year, I'm getting hundreds of hours out of them. You're going to count off for this game giving you content that you don't want to play yes content that i don't want to play because of the systems in place that pretty much prohibit me from having any interest in playing them whatsoever how did you get through some of these older games where it was grind 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 i'm just curious well that was all that was there back then it was it was either grind games or get good games the difficulty was in the gameplay style we've had modern games come out now there have been upgrades. There have been changes to game design. Get with the times. As much as I love the art style, I love the old school battle system, there are some things that you should implement. And modern <laughs> RPG progression, where you don't have to swap between characters, is one of them. All right. I, I'm going to give this game a nine. Even lower than mine. Okay. How now? Yeah. Well, be, for the same reasons... You have, but just different. So it's what? 2018, get with the times. This retro style just drives me nuts. If I wanted to play Final Fantasy 3, 4, 5, I'd play Final Fantasy 3, 4, 5. I, look, I want to see Primrose dance. I want to see a, a, a very well-drawn and, and animated Primrose be all kinds of sexy. Mm-hmm. I want to see... Uh, Hanit the Huntress 
in her sexy little hunting outfit. I don't think she's sexy at all. I'm pretty Dude, sure she's like a beastly I, woman. In the in the in the art artist rendering, this is why I chose her as my protagonist. She's hot. Oh my she's God. the hottest you, of all of them. You would. I I did absolutely. Yeah, baby. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's I'm why so, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, Janina. <laughs> you know what? In a in a uh, in an Octopath Traveler movie, I would be all right with Huntress being played by Janina. Ah, oh, that'd be great. Wouldn't that be that'd be fantastic? Be fantastic. Mm. Yeah, I, I think we need to make that happen. We're gonna get, get on it. Somebody get Harvey Weinstein on the phone. Oh wait. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's why I'm. Ta- that's why I'm taking. That's why I'm taking money. Uh, money. That's why I'm taking points off. Just because I don't want to read. It needs to be better voice acted. The The graphics are, I, I know it's a style choice. I know it's an art choice. I just hate the choice. That's why I'm taking points off. I want to see the FMVs. I want to see the, the, the cinematic sequences. I want to see all of these things that we've come to expect in a 2018 game. You want the mechanics to be brought into 2018, and I'm okay with the mechanics staying in 1989. I want, I want the graphics. I want, I want that experience to be brought into 2018. See, That's what I want. I just like pixel art, so and I will always love pixel art. So I'm okay with the graphics being what they are. Man, you were you were born way late, way late maybe sure <laughs> because pixel art pixel art that's all we had man that was it in the 80s and 90s was pixel art well, yeah because that's all you had you had no choice yeah i just i think this is a a a, a poor choice now now i'll say this i want to ask you this because okay. you're giving it a 9.5 yeah which is one of the higher scores that you've given this year yes is this a contender then in your mind mm. for game of the year I don't know. I mean, yes, but wow, yes, no. but no. <laughs> what so, does that mean? So I, I think it it's definitely it, it will not win game of the year. I don't think this is game of the year worthy. I don't I care what to, other people. I don't I, care I what other outlets are going to put it as. I want to know what you, Garrick, think. Is this in your mind when you're putting together your top ten list for the end of the year for the for that January show where we break down what came out in 2018, or, or just when we break down one of the two? Is this is this this is obviously think, in your top ten? I think, yes, this will be in my top 10, but I don't think it's going to be very high up. I think it's going to be like 9 or 10. It's it's not going to be up there competing with Monster Hunter, with uh, God of War, with Red Dead Redemption 2, with Amazing Spider-Man. It's not going to be a contender for game of the year. Now, will I think fondly on this game and say this is one of my favorite games of the year? Yeah, I will. It's going to be in my top list for sure. But how far I bet up this is the. Be... I bet this game is a game that you put more hours into than any other game that you've played this year. I know I've played a lot of Fortnite. Uh, let's played see. a if, lot if of Fortnite. Fortnite makes your list. I may vomit on the <laughs> podcast. So here's here's the thing about this, and it's funny that you bring that up because a lot of other media outlets are discussing this right now as well. The possibility of Fortnite being in the Game of the Year discussions. Because, sure, it technically launched last October. However, when it comes to the discussion around video games, all year long, the discussion has been around Fortnite. Everything has been surrounding Fortnite. News-wise, at least. I hate Fortnite. I, I know you do. That's fine. I hate it. I hate it. I hate the Battle Royale. But- video game genre as a whole it's not just fortnite PUBG's awful yeah PUBG has started this trend fortnite has run away with it and because of these two monster hits it's it has shaped the way games and gaming development is going for this year and next year yeah and i don't like that i don't like that at all and i i think if i think there needs to be a hard line drawn in the gaming community that says, look, this game launched in 2017. It's not game of the year. It doesn't mean that it's not a good game. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't exert influence over games in the future. That's its legacy, but it is not game of the year. 
by yeah. definition, it cannot be game I, of the year. I don't think Fortnite is game of the year. Now, when I think back to 2018, Fortnite will be the defining game of the year. Sure. It is okay. not game of the year. No. Uh, no, absolutely not. And neither uh, is for me. Yeah, man. This is a close second to Detroit become human. And, really? And yeah. Like this is, I'm going to get, like I said, I gave this a nine, right? Yeah. I gave, I gave Detroit become human. What a 12. You gave it an 11. Yeah. Let's not I think, get ahead of ourselves here. All right. Sure. We'll <laughs> leave it at 11, even though I may want to give that a 12 at the end of the year. It's going to keep rising at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. By the end of it was like a 37. I don't know. <laughs> Regardless, this is a close second. And I, I haven't given a lot of games, I don't think. I'd have to go back and listen. I, I haven't given a lot of games this high. Far Cry 5 is fun. Monster World Hunter is fun. Um, you gave Monster under a low score, though. Yeah, it's but because I, I lost interest in it. It yeah. didn't hold my interest. This one has held my interest. Now, I didn't have to play it anymore this week. I didn't have to, right? Because we were done reviewing it. We had reviewed it last week, so we knew what we were going to say this week. And, it, and I kept playing it. When NHL 19 beta dropped, I kept playing it. When the uh, uh, the the Lost on Mars DLC for Far Cry 5 dropped, I've kept playing Octopath Traveler. This game has my attention. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that a lot of games can do. Now, Spider-Man's going to have to be really good to knock this, in my opinion, out of the number two slot. Like, it's going to have to be really good. I don't, it's going- I don't think we're going to have to worry about Spider-Man. I, I hope not. Very good. Do you think, I mean, I know this is, a, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but just initial gut reaction, Spider-Man better than, than uh, for you, Monster Hunter World, and for me, Detroit Become Human. Will Spider-Man become a, a 38? And Detroit Become Human still stays a 37 <laughs> for me. Like that's, like where, where, just gut reaction, yes or no? Is I, Spider-Man going to be game of the year? No. Man, I really want it to be though. I know, right? Me too. But is it going to be game of the year? No, I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to be game of the year. I think Man, I'm going to get absolutely I don't know. engrossed in that game. However, that... I love Monster Hunter. I, I, yeah, I'm biased. I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan. I love Spider-Man. I'm not Why the are you on the show? Biggest why are we friends? Spider-Man. I don't even know why we're friends. I am the yin to your yang, the peanut butter to your jelly. Um, or are you the peanut butter? You're the toe jam to my Earl. Well, I'm I'm okay with that. Um, but it's, Hey, who are the two douchebags in no way out? Cause you're just both of them. (laughs) Ouch. That hurt. I think both their names are Carl. I don't remember. Carl. Carl and Craig. Carl and Carl. Carl and Carl. Carl. That That could be like a buddy cop show. We are way off track. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> Monster Hunter will always hold a place in my heart. I'm excited in a week and a half. I'll be getting Monster Hunter on PC when it launches August 9th. I'm super stoked for the Monster Hunter and Final Fantasy XIV crossover events. So Monster Hunter will always have a place in my heart where Spider-Man doesn't have that. I never grew up reading the comics. I love the character. I love his witty nature. Um, I love the Spider-Verse. I can't wait for the Spider-Verse movie to come out. But these these open world games in general aren't my jam. We've gone over that. Um, superhero games like the Batman Arkham games, okay, they're wait, also wait, wait. not my like, jam. We're getting way off track. We're going down this rabbit hole, and I'm okay with that because if open world games aren't your jam, what do you think Red Dead Redemption 2 is? Uh, it is an open is world game. Absolutely an open world game. So the okay. fact that it has my interest already and that I loved the first Red Dead it it's doing something to break that boundary. Okay. I guess. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I still have high hopes for fallout 76 as well. Me too. Oh, I keep forgetting about fallout. You know what? I think red dead redemption two is going to be my game of the year. I think that game is going to define gaming as has come to a pinnacle in 2018, but I think I'll have more fun. If that's the case, if that's what red dead redemption Two does, then it'll be interesting to see where Fallout seventy six lands in the game of the year discussions. But I think both of us, this is going to be a top ten at the very least game. Octopath Traveler, and for me, 
possibly top two or three. Like the, these other games, these games coming out are really going to have to bring it and they're going to have to bring it hard. So we'll, we'll see where we land on that. Uh, next week we'll be covering more gaming news, gaming uh, speculation. God only knows what we're going to cover. Derek, what are we covering next week? Do you know? God only knows what we're covering next week. Perfect. That's Garrick. I'm Crowley. We'll see ya. 